Good evening, Church. December 31st, 2020. We have come to the last day of this year, a year that many say would have a timestamp in history. Many have been looking forward to this day so that they can usher in a new year, a year filled with hope, success, a better economy, travel vacations, amidst the other things. We live in times that are disturbing. Some of us might be living in anxiety or fear either because of COVID or the other million things that concern us. Or we, like the disciples, might long for the time when Jesus would come again to usher in a new creation. A time when there will be no COVID, no diseases, no job losses, no pain, and none of the other stresses that we go through in our lives. But even now, perhaps especially now, Christ calls us to live zealously in hope, to faithfully live all that we are and all that we have for the sake of the gospel that has transformed our lives. And on that note, I would like you to focus on a parable that Jesus preached to illustrate what faithfulness in our lives should look like. This evening, I would like to remind us of the hope and the freedom we have in Christ as we enter a new year and how we can be faithful to him just like he has asked us to. Please turn with me to Matthew chapter 25 verse 14 to 30. Matthew chapter 25 verse 14 to 30. A parable famously known as the parable of the talents. It's very important to highlight the context of this passage. Jesus is talking in the previous chapter about the end times, the coming of the Son of Man, and also goes on to say that no one knows the day and the hour he is going to come back. And then to illustrate this further, he uses two parables. First, he narrated the parable of the ten virgins, where he talks about the preparation and salvation of a Christian. And this is the starting point for a believer to understand. That the second coming is imminent and while one more year has passed, we are a year closer to his coming. And we ought to be eagerly watchful and waiting till then. Before we move ahead though, let me ask a few questions on that. How has the gospel transformed you through the years? Or has it even transformed you? Or let me ask like how Paul asks, have you experienced any encouragement from belonging to Christ? Any comfort from his love? Any fellowship together in the Holy Spirit? Have your hearts become softer and compassionate because of the forgiveness, love and grace you have in Christ? I'm hoping that you have experienced these things in Christ and are eagerly waiting for his coming. And as we do that, let's look at how we ought to live our lives in response to this great salvation through this parable, the parable of the talents. Shall we read from verse 14 to 30? Matthew chapter 25, verse 14 to 30. For it will be like a man going on a journey who called his servants and entrusted to them, to them his property. To one he gave five talents, to another two, to another one, to each according to his ability. 
Then he went away. He who had received the five talents went at once and traded with them, and he made five talents more. So also he who had the two talents made two talents more. But he who had received the one talent went and dug in the ground and hid his master's money. Now after a long time, the master of those servants came and settled accounts with them. And he who had received the five talents came forward, bringing, bringing five talents more, saying, Master, you delivered to me five talents. Here I have made five talents more. His master said to him, Well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful over a little. I will set you over much. Enter into the joy of your master. And he also who had the two talents came forward, saying, Master, you delivered to me two talents. Here I have made two talents more. His master said to him, Well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful over a little. I will set you over much. Enter into the joy of your master. He also who had received the one talent came forward, saying, Master, I knew you to be a hard man, reaping where you did not sow, and gathering where you scattered no seed. So I was afraid. I went and hid your talent in the ground. Here you have what is yours. But his master said, answered him, You wicked and slothful servant, you knew what I reap, that I reap where I have not sown, and gather where I scattered no seed. Then you ought to have invested my money with the bankers, and at my coming I should have received what was owned, what was my own with interest. So take the talent from him and bring it to him who has the ten talents. For to everyone who has will more be given, and he will have an abundance. But from the one who has not, even what he has will be taken away. And cast the worthless servant into the outer darkness. In that place there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Now let's look at a few phrases here. I hope you got the storyline. Uh, it's a pretty simple parable. Uh, but let's look at some of the specifics here. When we look at verse 14, it is like a man going on a journey who called his servants and entrusted. Okay, a master entrusting to his servant. We have been given a new life because of our redemption. This life is his because he has purchased and ransomed us. We are his property. So, the master is entrusting to the servants his property. Okay? And in verse 15, we see that in the second part, to each according to his ability. To, so, to one he gave five, to another two, and to the third person one talent. To each according to his ability. Three of them all three servants got talents. Each of us have been given at least a talent. Each of our lives and all that we are and all that we have are his talents given to us. And it is done according to our ability. These talents that has been given to us have been given to us according to what the master, our God, what he thinks is good and perfect for us. You know, sometimes we have a problem of comparing with others. We see a Billy Graham, we see a John Piper, 
or a Christian who is a CEO of a company and we compare ourselves with them. You know, comparison brings out only two things. It, it either brings condemnation because you're not as good as that person or it brings pride because you are much better than that person. And both these things are not good. Each of us and each of these individuals in this parable have been given talents adequate to their abilities. Each of us, as long as we are in Christ, are given talents according to our ability to go and invest in his kingdom. And let me ask you, how do you plan to invest these talents in his kingdom in the next year, 2021? Investing in his kingdom can range from investing time and effort in stewarding your family or spending time and helping someone suffering from health issues or difficulty in family conditions, unemployment, or even sharing the gift of the gospel with someone who longs for a loving community and need the love that can only come from opening their lives to God. Let's see how these three servants invested their talents. Let's read from verse 16 onwards. He who had received the five talents went at once and traded with them, and he made five talents more. So also he who had the two talents made two talents more. But he who had received the one talent went and dug in the ground and hid his master's money. Verse 19. Now after a long time, the master of those servants came and settled accounts with them. And he who had received the five talents came forward, bringing five talents more, saying, Master, you delivered to me five talents. Here I have made five talents more. His master said to him, well done, good and faithful servant. Here we see the master's response to the faithfulness of the servant. The first thing he says is, well done, good and faithful servant. I'm sure we all long to hear that from our master when we go to be with him. But, but in this, we see that the master says that, but says something more. The next thing he says is, you have been faithful over little. Now, as I was meditating over this phrase, over a little, I just thought of, was five talents really a little? One talent is as good as the wages for about 18 to 20 years. The wages or the salary a person would receive in about 18 to 20 years. So when we talk about five talents, we're talking about the wages or the salary for about a hundred years. Now, would that be a little? That'll surely not be a little according to our standards. But here's where I want you to see the richness and the inheritance of the master, of our master. In a hundred years of wages or salary is a little in comparison to what Christ's worth is. Let's move forward. And because this person was, this servant was this faithful, he says, I will set you over much. Just imagine how much that's going to be if this is just a little. And the fourth thing he says is, enter into the joy of the master. Now, if you look at general work, right, we don't look at general work as a joyful activity. But here, in this parable, 
Jesus says, enter into the joy of the master as you're being faithful in little. And that's where I want to remind us that as we do little things in this coming year, as we invest our lives, as we invest what we have been given, we will be entering into the joy of the master. And that is perspective. And that is a perspective that we need to keep in mind as we are being faithful in the coming year. Now to the second servant also he said the same thing. But but one thing you need to note there is he doesn't say, why didn't you make five more talents? The previous person made five more talents. Why didn't you make that? And the interesting thing to note there is he's not comparing him to the previous servant. He gave him two talents and he will, and he gave back to the master double, which is two talents more. And then when we look at verse 24, we see that the third servant comes in and, and he says this, uh, verse 24 says this, He also who had received the one talent came forward saying, Master, I knew you to be a hard man. I want to pause here for a minute and ask, how do you know your master? How do you know your Lord? Do you know him as a hard ruler or do you see him to be your loving father who is the ruler of the universe but the one who loves, cherishes and equips you for every good work that he has called you to do? The reason I ask this is because how you view your master impacts how you work for him. I'll repeat that. How you view your master impacts how you're going to be faithful or how you're going to work for him. And that was the difference between the first two servants and the third one. We go to verse 27 and we read that the master responds, uh, responds uh, to this person. He says that, I'll read from verse 26. But his master answered him, you wicked and slothful servant. You knew that I reap where I have not sown and gather where I scattered no seed. Then you ought to have invested my money with the bankers, and at my coming I should have received what was my own with with interest. You know, in verse 27 he says, the master said, you didn't even care. Because even if you cared a little bit, the basic thing you could have done was to give it to the bankers for interest. And I would have come, and at least I would have gotten the interest. I would have gotten the interest. But the third servant because of how he views his master, doesn't even care to do that. He just, he knows he's been given a talent, he goes and digs it in the ground. Are we digging our talents in the ground? Are we living for this world or are we living for this kingdom? Let's read the rest of the portion. Verse 28, so take the talent from him and bring it to him who has the ten talents. For to everyone who has will more be given. And he will have an abundance. But from the one who has not, even what he has will be taken away. And cast the worthless servant into the outer darkness. In that place there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. In this parable of the talents, Jesus invites us as his disciples to live our lives as fully as possible by investing them by risking, by expanding the horizons of our responsibilities in his kingdom. 
to be his disciples is not so much about just having good intentions nor is it so much about believing ideas about him as much as it is about following him it is to be bold and brave to reach high and to care and love deeply this parable is an invitation to the adventure of faith the high risk venture of being a disciple of christ so as we enter a new year let me encourage you i don't know how many talents you have been given but i sure know that each of you have been given enough and the talents you have been given or the talents you have received are worthy but only if you are willing to faithfully invest these talents to trade them to offer them knowing fully well that god will bring out or bring them to their full use in service to him and to all creation i believe that jesus is telling us to step out and take steps of faith so that all we are and all that we have everything that we will live it in investing in his kingdom with freedom and hope in this parable of the talents jesus invites us as his disciples to live our lives as fully as possible by investing them and by risking them i really pray that we will be able to do this in this coming year and we will be partners or as jesus says we will enter into the joy of our master may god bless us to do this faithfully in this coming year and have a a time of rejoicing a time of satisfaction that truly comes from him god bless you and have a great and a happy new year ahead